Lowe's has all the top gifts for home this holiday. Like Craftsman Tool Storage, made in the USA and available in a selection of sizes, starting at $198. And right now, get a special price on a Lenovo Smart Clock with Google Assistant for just $24.99. Shop gifts in-store or from home on our app and Lowe's.com with free shipping on thousands of items or pick up curbside for contactless service. Valid November 22nd through December 31st, U.S. only. It's Halloween. You're here with mouse and wings. I was doing a big scary face because I look scary on this video. We're on YouTube, everybody. If you'd like to come over to YouTube. Please do. Weens. Are we going for it right We're now? Here. Yeah. We're here. We're we here. We're doing it. I am Mouse. I'm Joelle. I'm the mom one down in San Diego. And I'm Julianne. I'm Weens. And I'm the single one up in LA in the film business. Hot dog. That's us. And we are here today to talk about Halloween and kids and what to do about this thing that I'm having an issue with, which is... Horror movies and scary Uh-oh. movies. For her kids, not for herself. Right. This yes. is her children. And when do you show them horror movies? And she has a son that's very interested in them right now. He's 15. 15. Toby's 15. He is a sophomore in high school. And come to think of it, I was a sophomore in high school when I saw my first official scary movie. And he really wants to watch all these things. He has already. At his friend's house, mostly, yeah. right? Yeah. And, Do you think? Yeah, but but he also has Netflix on his phone, which we monitor and to a degree. They check him in at night, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you get lax. You don't check him every single night. You don't look at every single page history every single night. So, dude, this parenting thing is hard. I don't know what I'm doing. I... I Every parent says that, right? It's true. Yeah, I feel like anything I do, I'm going to mess up. Oh, you guys know this. If you've heard any of our previous parenting podcasts, this is what I always talk about. Same thing. Anyway, Halloween, I always worry about this because I worry. But this kid, Toby has been, and, and Elliot too. They both love skeletons as toddlers. They both love ghosts. They both love scary things. They love going to the Halloween store. Oh my gosh, going to Spirit, you know, with all the house decorations out in front. Um, I don't know. It's it's in their blood, I guess. It was in my blood, too, that so, I remember being at the library in probably first and second grade, and I might have been influenced by the boys, but there were the Mummy and, like, Boris Karloff Dracula book, and I was obsessed, the Wolfman, and all the boys wanted to check him out, so I might have been trying to be cool, but also they were fascinating to look at the scary faces, and there's something primally interesting about it. Can you get back to that place, though? Why? Why do you think that was uh, interesting to you? I think because it's so different from the average normal people that we see every day, and then there's this fear element of, could I turn into that, and... Is this something that's lurking out there? I think we are beings that were once preyed upon. There was a short time when we had the saber-toothed tigers. and <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we have an anthropologist, sociologist on our hands oh, here right. who's I studying mean, all this. Well, yeah, you are. So Yeah, but you know that too. I mean, we at one point 
you know, and I just think there's a human fear element that we're attracted to, right? With true crime, with serial killers. Why are why did so many people read Helter Skelter to find out about? I almost said Marilyn Manson. Uh, <laughs> you will not find out much about him in that book. Ooh, unless we do another podcast, we have a connection. We do, and we might interview someone who's had some controversial Marilyn Manson stuff going on right now. <laughs> Me mouth is covered in this video with the pop stopper. That's all right. Just pop out from behind it every once in a while. Um, right. So you have this fascination, this attraction to the occult or to the dark, I don't have that. Why? I mean, mine is light. I don't have it towards horror. I'm scared of horror movies. And although I can watch like that movie Mindhunter, we just talked about actually we'll be meeting someone who's a horror film director who will, Dr. Don Adams, and uh, he'll talk a little bit about this, but movies that are kind of intriguing and thrillers are more interesting. I love Sherlock Holmes growing up. I love the show Mindhunter because it was done so well by David Fincher recently. Yet, the slasher movies aren't as interesting and just blatant throat cuttings and uh. yeah. Yeah. And and I don't I don't like any of it. I'm sorry. I just I don't like anything scary. I don't like jump scares. I don't like the mental stuff, the psychological stuff. I'm not into true crime. She doesn't crime. like true crime. I love my podcast pals who are true crime podcasts, but I don't like the genre. I just, I don't know about glorifying real killings, but I know it's a thing. And I know we've talked about this in the past, that it's almost like a way to protect yourself, to see it happen and to feel like you you would know what to do. This can't happen to you because it happened to someone else in your mind almost. Or by watching the scary things, it lets you... Like what we talked about with W. Earl Brown, by seeing it acted out, it makes it a safe thing to confront your fears. When you are coming of age and you're realizing your own mortality, by seeing it out there, it makes it more controllable, right? I mean, is that what the thought is? That was his thought. W. Earl Brown was an actor that we who was in Deadwood and Scream. I met him on the Scream set, that movie. And so we started talking about horror films because of that. We just interviewed him on the last podcast. Please listen to that. But um, yeah, that was his take. And then I've had other people say that they love to feel the feeling that they don't often feel, which is the roller coaster fear feeling of being on the edge of your seat. My friend Jennifer Martin from Boston she says that's what it is. It was it's the excitement that you wouldn't have in normal life, where you get to go ah, right, right, okay. So it's fun to her, and things don't get. Although she saw Midsummer, and she said that was like actually that kind of messed her up psychologically. Ooh, she goes, wait, why? What's what's it about? And when? How old was she when she saw it? This is recent. Oh, this is one that came out, and a lot of people said it is freaky and it messes with you. And to just what I kind of picked up from it is it's a a couple of people, a small group that are just traveling through Europe and they happen upon this town. I want to say it's Switzerland. Sorry if I'm wrong. And they basically get welcomed into this town and they can't leave. And mm. you can look it up further from there. Well, yeah. And so I'm trying to figure out what what makes me different or whatever but I guess I had it a little bit I liked reading horror um books 
in Anne high Rice. school. I read all the Anne Rice books, all the Stephen King books. So I got mine, I guess, from the books. But that felt so far removed because it's just in your mind what's going on versus seeing it played out on screen, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to understand. And then thinking about my kids. So mine are, did I say this already? 15, 13, and 9. The 15 and 13-year-old are boys. The 9-year-old's a girl. So the boys loved all the scary stuff. They, But my middle son, the 13-year-old now, was extra jumpy, extra scary, extra sensitive when he was younger, but also extra fascinated. So we would go into these Halloween stores, and I would hold him when he was little, little, and we'd see, you know, the woo skeleton, and he would jolt. He would be in my arms, and you could feel his little body like in a little electric jolt shaking, you know, when he would see these things because he was so afraid, worried, just, you know, tuned tuned up to all that. So I wonder... But he also is fascinated by skeletons and... But fascinated by them. Yeah. Loved Darth Maul. That was his favorite character. Loved what skeleton... I forget what skeleton thing he was into. Anyway, but his brother let him see the It trailer way too young. And so for about two, three, four weeks, he was coming into my bed almost every night and and wanting to uh, climb into bed because he would wake up in the middle of the night worried about it. He's 13. He's a little more keyed into the scary stuff, but the 15-year-old, I think, can probably handle it because he's he's a little more bulletproof. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) So then we brought on my buddy and Joel's buddy, I know him from, we've had him on a couple podcasts just doing like fun little side talks. He's really fascinating. I like him a lot and he's colorful. Don Adams and he's directed a bunch of horror movies. He's in, and we didn't really talk about it, but I think he's in a couple horror clubs Um. and he'll probably get mad at me for saying, I don't go to those things. But a couple times I do know he showed up at events where he says there's like a real tight knit horror club where you see the same people and so... And he's edited a ton of horror movies. Um, and you guys are right in the middle of, of Hollywood, although all of it is happening right there, right? I mean, or the majority, or maybe not. I don't know. Where is the horror capital? I mean, everything's in Hollywood, right? I would just say, I mean, I'm sure there's, a, yeah, it's the center of a lot of filmmaking. I don't know if there's any side area that's coming out with a bunch of stuff like that. But yes, we are in an entertainment capital of the world, I think. That's right. All right. So we see we say his um, IMDb profile when we yeah we talk about the most uh, current one that is kind of floating around right now is that the guys um, riff tracks the guys from Mystery Science Theater got a hold of one of his horror films and they did the entire movie where they riff and do the Mystery Science Theater over the top of it that same vibe. Okay, and then look at his editing thing. Guys, just go to IMDb, look up Don Adams, look at all the movies he edited. Now, being an editor of a horror movie, I would think is a special, you have to have a special brain for that, right? Yeah, because you have to, this. You have you to get I think it's like comedy where you would have to hit hit it exactly right, and otherwise it's cheesy, right? Because right. you have to do the timing of kills. And they all talk about kills. It's so funny. The horror movie guys are like, wow, that was a lame kill. Well, that kill was pretty good. Oh, how many kills are... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So let's jump in. We're going to hear Don Adams talk a little bit. And 
we'll come back and give some commentary. And uh, here we go. Who do we have with us today? Who is this wonderful? Don Adams is one of the most talented people in the universe. Look at that mug. Look at his left cheek, his right cheek. For the people who are listening, he's gorgeous. He's beautiful. (laughs) He's drinking iced tea. And he's also the director of Bunker of Blood, Chapter 6, Zombie Lust, Night Flesh. He's also, in 2010, you had Dozers. Yeah, I've never heard of the first movie, she said. (laughs) Well, you directed it. Where did Uh, you get those from? Those aren't my movies. No, Well, this is IMDb. Yeah, no, Bunker of Blood. What the hell is that? Well, I think you directed it. Were you uh, drunk? No, I I bunker a blood. I don't I don't know what that is. It's well, not like, is a... it's not like I'm Steven Spielberg, you know. I well, okay, so you made um dozers, I know, because that's did. on your list. Yeah. So that at least is legit. Jigsaw. You have anything to do with that? Yeah. Okay, he directed Jigsaw, ladies and gentlemen, horror film, Vengeance of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Riff so done by Riff Tracks, what an honor. So tell us about that, because I didn't even know about Rift Tracks before that, but that was freaking awesome. Well, they don't tell you or nothing. You know, Pete, they just buy it from whoever owns it. I don't own my movies. You know? <laughs> I don't get a penny. And uh, so, yeah, it just showed up. It was really cool, because those are the uh, Mystery Science Theater guys. Without was- the little robot. Because you know how it is when you have a TV show and you leave, they own the show. You don't get to take your stuff with you. Except yeah. some of Letterman did. I don't know how. Really? He took the top 10 list and all that. Normally you don't. You know, you, they own it. And then you have to wow. be somebody else. So they're, they can't. Maybe he, pre- maybe he did a George Lucas and protected everything really early. They're them, but yeah. But that's a, like a 25-year-old movie. Got it. So you did, you directed a lot of movies. One of them was just done by Rift Tracks. We should check it out. Which was that last one, right? Vengeance. What's the title? Yes. Vengeance of the Dead, all shot in Wisconsin. And uh, you're an editor, and you're an amazing human, and you're a video file, and a movie file, and a music file. And what was the conversation that inspired bringing on the famous Don Adams? Yes. The boys are interested in horror movies. And much to my chagrin, I found out that they've already seen a couple without telling me. Like, Like a lot. Well... I don't know how many. Yeah, they're not being forthcoming about it. But, you know, and then Julianne's going, well, what's what's the big problem? And I'm saying, I don't know how this is going to psychologically affect them because I was super scared of all this stuff. And I didn't see my first horror movie until I was 16. And, I mean, it just stuck with me. And Oh, I'm boy, not- that brought Frankenstein. That was a frightening down. No, no. Yeah, right? I know. That old folks. Thank we were you. very insulated too from horror from your from your lover, Joyce Carter, our mother. Dawn's in love with our mom, by the way. We just have to Oh, that woman. <laughs> Do an episode about me talking about her. Oh God. You're like all my high school buddies. It's creepy. It's our mom, have there, dude. Have there been God forbid, have there been any accidents around the farm? No. Mom single yet again. Just leave, keep me posted if there's any collapsing barns or twisters or you know. <laughs> oh my God. He's serious. I love it. So, so anyway, so that was my idea was to get you on because you are a, a expert in the horror genre. And what are your thoughts about? Well, how old were you when you saw your first horror movie? Two. All oh, of that. Where's the stepping stool? I think it's by the shelf. 
I hear a young voice. You are very well equipped to answer this question. That's his nephew, Ethan. Yeah, actually, and this is a good, it it plays into this topic because I'm a little disappointed that uh, he's not really into horror movies. Uh Aha. You you tried to get him in. He went to Phantasm when he was super young, right? That's your favorite. Or what was the first? Well, I mean, just... I think I think the but the root of this question is uh, like all kids are. I mean, I didn't know your kids were like fifteen and fourteen. I think at that point you should be happy they're not out jacking cars, right? I suppose <laughs> shooting people in the face, right? I mean, and you're worried about them watching like Friday the Thirteenth. Really? Well, but, tell me because I guess I live in a bubble. I didn't know I did, but yeah, tell me. I didn't like horror until like middle school, I would say. But I grew up right when all those things hit, like Star Wars and stuff. So there was all kinds of other stuff going on. And there, there still is now. I mean, it's, but also the 80s, you, as you guys know, right? That was the best era of horror movies. Well, like, Texas Chainsaw was 70s, right? What yeah. about John Carpenter Halloween? and? Yeah, that was like, well, he was like 70s and 80s. But all that whole era from like early 70s to mid 80s was just gold like movie after movie you know it was great so why was that what was the what was the scene back then i mean i know we were younger but you know stuff just makes money but no it was all over the place right because there was all kinds of uh horror everywhere you know and then it retreated and then it the horror section just became like a spice rack <laughs> over stuff with stephen king and nothing else yeah but it used to be like you know too it used, used to be uh, all over the place. Like there was nothing but Satan on TV in the seventies. God bless him. And then him and I, I always wondered about this, like him and God kind of went away like John Travolta for a while. And then they both <laughs> did come back, you know, like in the 21st century. And now there's like exorcism movies again and, and, you know, positive bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, I think, a long, yeah. for a long time there was And then all of a sudden now, like, you know, there's an exorcist movie like every six months now, you know? I don't, it all, to me, it was like, we had all that good psychological, like the shining and the exorcist and all that, the omen. And then we got like the facts of life and all the PSA 80s shows. And that just wiped out everything. I think it was the 80s that killed a lot of stuff. Yeah, that was the best though. Like, because all in the family could do that. Like all in the family would be like serious and funny. But that he had the greatest cast, right? And then other shows tried to do it, you know? So, like, Fresh Prince, like, somebody brings a gun to school and then, like, Will Smith suddenly has to act. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, like, Facts of Life? I think someone, like, abducted Natalie or something crazy. Or- yeah, Dudley what? got fingered by Gordon Jump. And, She's um, obsessed yeah. with Dudley's finger. Yeah, remember? <laughs> Sorry. Was Gordon Jump the bicycle repairman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I- I forgot that it was Gordon Jump. Oh my God. He could have never got cast again after no, that. No, that like launched his career. Then he went and he ran a radio station in yep. Cincinnati. You could have done that back then. You could be a pedophile and run a radio station right after. <laughs> Nobody says anything. I still, I think that's still. We are going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Hey, Weens. Yeah? Guess what? What? We are sponsored by pinkpearlbeauty.com today. Hot dog. Yes, this is our good friend Naomi, who has the cutest shopping website. It's at pinkpurlbeauty.com. Pink Pearl Beauty. This is so perfect for me right now, because I'm just going to go here and go shopping for Christmas. 
they're the really cutest things. And she doesn't have a ton of things, but it's like she's really chosen the best of the best. So Yeah, it's very boutique. And I just want to give you the, the emblem, which is, it calls to me, is a skeleton with a bow. And it's, very it's got some pink and some dark. So it's, you know, it's called a little punk, a little pretty, which is perfect yeah. in that symbol. And we have a lot of like pajama lounge sets that are cool with really cool animal prints. And then there's... I love the kimono. Oh, yeah. There's a kimono. There's a fedora. And there's also a lot of makeup and skin yes. products. So there's charcoal masks and volumizing. Hello. Yes. Lash and brow serum. <laughs> and a cool spa headband cheetah print. You know what I got? The hmm. satin pillowcase. Because this is what you're supposed to do to not have all crumply, horrible hair and wrinkles in the morning. So I'm going to try out the satin pillowcase. Ooh. I just love it. And I trust Naomi because she is a makeup artist. She's an eyebrow artist. And she's always had a great sense of style with hair, makeup, clothes. She really did. Since. She stood out among all your friends as having like crazy style back then, back in the day. Yeah. So she's I so trust cute, her. So fun. So cool. And she's doing this for a good cause. And she's a woman with children. And this is supporting a, a really great person. So please, everybody, go to Pink pearlbeauty.com enter mouse and weens 20 at checkout and you will get 20 percent off your order and we will put a link on our website too mouseweens.com but it's pink pearl beauty mouse and weens 20 for 20 percent off no i'm just thinking back to the you're saying 70s and 80s and i remember i'm taking back my statement that i saw my first movie at 16 i actually saw over at Don A Strike's house. I saw uh, Salem's oh, another Don, a girl. Don, uh, Salem's lot. Salem's oh, lot. and that messed with my brain. I couldn't. I could barely go yeah. to my own grandfather's funeral. I was pretty sure he was going to sit up in the coffin. And did he? Yeah, there was a little boy that sat up in the coffin. No, Grandpa did not. <laughs> Grandpa Al was down. Well, that, that Salem's lot is a great first example, though, because that movie made the whole country pee its pants at once like that that movie's still scary the floating kid oh. scratching on the window yeah she, she used to sleepwalk and come in my room and scratch on the wall and not remember it oh i'm single <laughs> <laughs> that's not a red flag no no no, no. <laughs> now, do you think that horror movies are well well i want to hear your story let's let's hear what you saw first and how it went we were always movie people. We always watched movies incessantly and still do, um, like my whole family. I was into stuff before that, horror movies, but Phantasm is the first movie I ever saw where I watched it. My brother taped it off of the CBS late night movie, and he even, uh, he cut the commercials out of it, which was great, and he did a good job. And um, we were poor, dirt poor. I still have some of the dirt, around, but... Uh, and we were also, though, one of the first people to have a VCR in our town. One rich kid had, you know, like VCRs came and people were like, ooh, Pete's got a, a machine, he hits a button and he watches Star yeah. Wars. Like, Star Wars in your house. And people were like, what? And, uh, but my brother worked a summer job and he got like a gigantic behemoth, like three-quarter pneumatic top loader. You know, the tapes were like literally like the phone book. Um, but we had a VCR before, you know, everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were just taping stuff off TV. And he taped, uh, he taped Phantasm. And I watched it the next day. And I've never done this ever. 
when it was over, I got up and, uh, and rewound it and watched it again. Wow. Like mm-hmm. immediately. And then I watched it like a hundred more times. Since. Why is that one? Cause that's a lot of people's all time favorite. So why would that be as a horror novice? It's just so different. It's like the, uh, Angus Grimm, the tall man, uh, the villain in it described it as, uh, the wizard of Oz of horror movies, which is a great description because it's unique because it's, it's like funny, but it just has like one idea after another. Like it has more ideas than like 10 normal movies, you know, mm. or like the whole Friday the 13th franchise, which basically had one idea, guy in a mask. Phantasm, that's like the first 10 minutes has more ideas than it, wow. you know. Mm-hmm. And that's where we went every Christmas with D was to the Dunsmere house. And that's where the biggest location is, right? The house up that's north. It, yeah. But that's also another fantastic movie is uh, Burnt Offerings. The whole movie was shot at that house. Wow. Inside and out. The entire movie is on that property. Phantasm is just the, it's just a funeral home. Mm-hmm. And also James Bond, James Bond sleeps there in that, in the worst James Bond movie, the one with Christopher Walken. Oh. That in San Francisco. What the heck is that thing called? Uh, but it's just like an establishing shot. Yeah. But I love that. Not, it sucks because they don't have the budget anymore and they're like not taking care of it. So it's starting to look a little, you know, it's kind of falling apart. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But I've been, I've been there tons of times. And I, I go, did you ever go there for the Easter egg hunt? Did we? I, I remember going there at Christmas. I don't know. Yeah, they would do it all up and. Well, at Christmas, I, I should have, but uh, yeah, it was yeah. very Dickensian. I remember it just being like, yeah, Christmas all I Carol. remember is they had everything was real dark, and we were walking around, and I there was a pond, and I thought it was just like shiny wet ground, and I stepped in it with my fancy shoes and socks, and went right into the pond. Aww. That's my memory of it. <laughs> you thought it was shiny wet. Yeah, I right. thought they just hosed down part of the sidewalk and just kept walking, do to do, and walked right into the shallow little koi pond right up to my knees. You're always falling in ponds. I've noticed this about you. That reminds me of the first day I had Alice Cooper, my bulldog. She, we were sitting outside and she was walking toward us. She had been in this backyard her whole life, like had never seen anything. So she's walking toward me and walking toward the pool. And we're like, oh, no, she's not going to. She walks into the pool, doesn't know that a pool much like yourself, is a different surface than the rest of the planet. And she just plumped. There was no attempt to swim. It was just like Just a bulldog. lead bulldog. That's me. I'm, I'm Alice Cooper, the lead bulldog. But I dove there with my clothes on, and I caught her before she hit bottom. Aww. That's a good daddy. She had short little legs. It was hard to swim. Yeah. There was no swimming. Yeah. <laughs> day, so that was day one. You know, it's a responsibility. Talk about having your kids and deciding whether they can watch Driller Killer. At least they know what a pool is. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, am, do I have any foot to stand on here? Should I worry about them watching any of this stuff? Or is it completely, they can dissociate, it's all pretend, and they're going to be just fine? Uh, I think, I have to think about them being younger, because that seems very old to me. But I guess it's not, because it's just like everything else. There's kids who can handle stuff when they're young and kids who can't. So, and you can usually tell, you know, Uh, but the thing about horror movies too, is it's like, if they're into it, well, that means they're into it. So if you don't have to worry about it, like, you know, um, my nephew just watches Lord of the Rings over and over and over and over, you know, Mm -hmm. 
I think we have one Harry Potter nephew and one slasher film nephew. Mm -hmm. So one of her kids is super into it. And he's like, mom, come on. This is, and I think he secretly watches it at his friends anyway, but it's the idea is like, do you as a parent drink a beer with your kids at home to keep them safe? Or do you let them just go do it out in the world? I think that I never understood. Yeah. But yeah, the beer thing I don't get, like, I don't, I don't really know what a, what a, what a horror movie is. Yeah. I guess if they know, as long as they have been taught that, you know, which many people haven't, particularly now increasingly in this country, that, you know, there's the TV and then uh, life is whatever is not on the TV screen. The parts around the screen are the parts to, to be concerned with, but also don't accept as truth anything inside that rectangle. Yeah, you know? and computer, but, we'll say. Yeah. Well, that's even worse because that's a, yeah, I mean, talk about, I mean, you could just straight up head for the serial killer sites, you know, like, or, or Nazis or, you know, anything. Yeah. So that's probably where I should be more concerned, not the, the thrillers and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, and he has been a kid, this, the older one who has always been attracted to the villain. He's, since he was a little tiny boy, he would draw the bad guy. And Julianne's his favorite aunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Julianne did take us to the set of The Rookie recently, and we got to watch them dig up some bodies. And they it was saw- a serial killer episode. Very frightening. Yeah. And they got to see the props. And so even little Charlotte, you know, nine years old is touching the dead body that they had just exhumed and, you know, going, oh, it's made out of rubber and it's pretend. So I think that helped. I don't think you'll grow up to be a serial killer, but you might grow up believing um, one that police solve shit, <laughs> you know, right, right, yeah, and right. do that. They have these offices with like screens and all this technology and shit, you know, and, uh, that that's all they do is chase down serial killers where really they, they very seldom catch them because most of the time those killers are killing people on the fringes that nobody's looking for anyway. You were going to ask something and also should we get the movies that you would say like recommend to? Yeah. I was hoping you could give me a starter set of horror for the faint of heart, the lighter, lighter side of horror for me, because I feel like I'm, I'm listening to you guys talk. It's like another language to me. I have no interest in, any of this i like the light i like the funny but if we could do a family movie i said scream because of course i was in the video store scene but we just interviewed w earl brown who was in scream as the cameraman i thought that was kind of a light nice movie right yeah, but very like referential to other movies you know like i would say george c scott and the changeling which is a movie that's the movie i would recommend to like non-horror people because it's very traditional but that movie is also scary uh, you know the Changeling, right, Julianne? Josie Scott and the Haunted House. You the talked wheel- about it, and I tried to watch it. It was too scary to watch alone. I'd have to be with a group. You guys should watch that together, and then you can talk about it. Is it psychologically scary? Yeah, it's a ghost movie, so. What about Poltergeist? It's got a kid in it. Is that? Yeah, Poltergeist, but Poltergeist is fun. Poltergeist, to me, is like Gremlins. You know, it's more like a haunted house. Like, so that's a, that's a no-brainer. Like, yeah, that's really? like okay. teenage, you know fun so but you guys should watch the changeling together because it would be really interesting to see you react to it you know because it does work you've talked about that a lot as loving that one and what makes you love it so much i have a shirt somewhere 
Um, it's a straight, you know, it's a straight up traditional ghost story. It's supposed to be a true story too. You know, it's that, the shining and the haunting, the haunting's another good one. The real haunting, even though the haunting Hill house, that show was great. That's a, that's a, but the original like sixties haunting Robert Wise directed, he also directed sound of music, which is weird that people could do that, have those diverse careers back then. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, now what about, have, um, sorry. What about like Pan's Labyrinth? That's more like a fairy tale. That's like a fantasy movie to me. I love that movie. But that's, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth is, is not an easy movie to watch, you know? Is that it's, a 15-year-old kind of movie, in your opinion, or is that a little too much? Uh, it depends on the 15-year-old, but yeah, I would say it is. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's pretty, pretty brutal in places, yeah. though. But it's brutal because of the war. So like, it's like my sister doesn't like war movies. Yeah. Her review of Full Metal Jacket was... That was a great movie, and I never want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. Now, I think, did Toby allude to watching Hellraiser? Pinhead was one of his favorites. I think See, that's, a, that's real horror right there. So now he's, yay, good job, Toby. And um, then he saw It, the new version. Oh, yeah. It's kind of, it kind of pisses me off so much. It's, Why? Uh, it's got this weird comedy in it, particularly the sequel. Um, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with those movies. Like, they're so, they're so, but that book, you know, he was kind of, that was like Stephen King's kind of cocaine era where he was just doing whatever. He but, doesn't remember even writing it or something, yeah. <laughs> like those three Alice Cooper albums that Alice Cooper doesn't remember recording. They're all good, by the way, unlike it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the commentary. Did Stephen King get hit by a car? He did. Uh, yeah, a drunk guy hit him. Yeah. And, the guy had hit, the guy had driven dry had like multiple drunk drivings and I saw Stephen King talk live after that when he did the JFK book. I saw him talk in New Orleans. And when Stephen King does an in-store for the bookstore, they have to go rent an arena <laughs> because, you know, fifteen hundred people come. But he was great. I thought he would be all grumpy because of that, because I had heard he was kind of fucked up for a while, as you would be if somebody ran you down, you know. Um and he had a lot of physical pain, of course. But he was, like, dead on, like, you know, he, it was like the Abe Lincoln robot at Disneyland if he made Stephen King. Like, he was exactly like you would hope Stephen King was going to be. Wow. I remember came, also seeing Pet Cemetery. Sorry to digress. And that scared me. That freaked me out, too. And you probably because of animals, right? That scared a lot of people because of the sister with the spine. Yes. Rachel. Yeah. Never get out of bed again. It made a ton of money, too. Well, now, okay, can I just say, you are like a very sweet guy, you're a dog dad, the whole thing, yet you love horror. So what would you say about the psychology of like why people love horror? What is it that it does for you? Why do you love it so much? The number one thing I say about everything is like heavy metal, all rock. I mean, nothing fun is good for you, you know? Like they can say all they want about like, uh, you know, like vegan food and all this shit. The shit's just not as good as the nasty food. And that's how everything is. Like, I'm not saying a Twinkie's good for you. I'm saying a Twinkie's a lot of fun, you know. So I particularly dislike, there's this thing now because of uh, the guy who's pretending to be Rod Serling. I can't even think of his oh, name. Oh, yeah, Jordan Peele. Where it's like, oh, this... And for some reason, people get excited like that the movie has this hit you over the head social message in it. And I'm like, I just miss like the 70s when movies were just crazy. You know, like I watched a movie the other night and this guy like 
goes to the gas station and the woman thinks that she's dead son. So he moves into the house and then everyone else is also acting like he's the dead son. And then like the sister who was sleeping with her brother starts sleeping with him. And I'm like, see, this is what movies should be. There shouldn't, there's no reasoning, you know, it's just to, to bring the noise, you know, they go to 11 70s yeah. movie. And now it's like, you can't do anything because it's like, oh, you know. Socially conscious and PC. And you know, just blood for blood's sake. You want the fun stuff. It's just entertaining. Well, be scary. I mean, the more you know, the less scary anything is. Now you're you know? empathizing with them and you're trying to figure out. I mean, if we knew, and... we knew how to stop the COVID, it wouldn't be scary anymore. Knew how what? If we knew how to stop the COVID-19, it wouldn't be scary. Let's just keep this thing going. This true, is exciting, right? Edge true. of your seat, death. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I think we got. Yeah. Did we get the? We got a few starter films. We could watch immediately. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you got to watch the change link. Is there I'm anything we should stay away from that's really going to mess up someone's mind? Yes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. has really messed you up that you just can't shake. It's funny you should say that because I have a friend. And when I say, hey, did you watch something? I'll just name something. He'll go, I really, I can't watch that. I need to protect my psyche. But like I could, I, now I use that, but I need to protect my psyche from like, you know, I don't from, know. From it. And from yoga. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, the things that bother my head are different than the things that bother, bother his head. You know? I love it. Oh, New discoveries. Yeah. yeah. Not, well, thank you, Don. Do you want to, um, leave us with any wisdom and do you want to plug anything where where can our listeners find your stuff and what are you working on these days uh i just got a tarot day job nonsense um but i'm happy because the world ended so i'm happy to have an income um trying to think well i just made a zombie short film i just finished but it's not it's, i'm just waiting i'm uh, there's no festival <laughs> so the festival keeps getting pushed, but uh, that'll, you know, look for that in 2020. They can show that at my funeral. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, we should find you on, we can see you on IMDb. Do you do social media stuff? That's all I do. Oh, I yeah. Just, okay. I used to put up bulldog pictures, and now I just put up vinyl. Oh. You know? That's one of the only reasons I stay on Facebook is to talk about records with people. Oh, we love you, Don. I miss you. I haven't seen you forever. Yeah, I was. I just when I go to Staples, I think I always text you when I'm going by your house. I haven't been home for like two I'm months. Like, yeah, going by your house, it's in flames. Yeah. I just, <laughs> Will you water I, my plants next time you go by? <laughs> I have plants right here. Wouldn't it be awesome if I just panned over and all your plants were piled? In that the would closet? be so creepy. And my clothes are in your closet, or, or you something. take down all the curtains and it's actually uh, her house. <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> I just roll away the background. You know. Oh. And there is the undone laundry. Yeah. And he stands up and he's got your undies on. Yeah, yeah no, now we're talking. It seems just that like just it. happened. Some what was some CNN guy was masturbating on his on a Zoom call. No, Did I you heard see? about this. Yeah, no, I heard about it. Yeah, and 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 then he asked, and then men are like defending him. Well, you know, <laughs> they're like, well, everybody does it. Come on, it's like George Costanza. If you had told me. That was not allowed. Yeah. You know, you, <laughs> Do we not? need to tell you? Well, you've been greatly entertaining. We appreciate your expertise and your decor and your doggy stories. And we just think you're the bee's knees. So thank you, Don Adams, horror film extraordinaire, record washer forever. 
I'm going to watch you. right now. Go watch some. <laughs> bye. All right, bye. Okay, so I think that is my list that I'm okay with. We had Phantasm. Is that what the final? I think that might be a little bit too intense. It sounded like Poltergeist would be a first choice, no-brainer, good for the kids, which I agree with. We could watch really? it tonight. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Come I'm on. Ready. No, no, You're no, not no. ready? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. We just got done with Haunted House. I thought that was pretty rough. Haunted House with Eddie Murphy? <laughs> yes. Are you kidding? It was scary when all the monsters were coming out of the muck for the for Charlotte in the crypt. Oh, well, we don't have to have Charlotte watch it. Anyway, so that was one. Changelings was another. We'll have to look that up. That's a... That one's scary. C. Everett Scott. Am I wrong? George C. Scott. Sorry. C. Mm. Everett Scott. What does that do? C. Everett F. Cooper. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Yeah. What the- uh, so right. that one sounded good. And then Phantasm, I want to see because that one a lot of people have said is classic, their favorite. And I'm surprised you didn't mention Night of the Living Dead because I know that's one of his favorites. All time classic, great movies. All right. Well,. Well, let's go to, let me just read a couple things that are internet, the old internet says about, here's mine, moms.com, is it okay to let my child watch scary movies? Let's see what this lunatic says. (laughs) Lunatic? Wait a minute. Well, Well, okay, so I was doing research too. I'm like, let's go find some expert opinions, some psychologists. And we looked up a bunch of people and I really, I'm starting to feel very alone in this opinion that they should not watch these. I do feel like it's going to mess with their little brains, but it seems like the... Well, let's just get into it. Let's hear what well, some back wait, and Wait, what are. is your... I get it with little sweet Charlotte who likes Disney movies, who's nine, who's, you know, little sweet, and you don't want her to go down a dark road maybe at a young age, but with the 15 and the 13... I don't know. I mean, I guess I go to worst case scenario, mom brain land, which is maybe this is going to give them ideas that they're going to want to go and, you know, capture the neighborhood cat and see what happens when you pull the leg off or something. Is that awful? It's probably just so unrealistic, but I always go to worst case scenario. And would I be a, a bad parent for having given them that idea, for having given them the green light to watch the movie that gave them the idea to do the thing? It's kind of like the shooter in the synagogue. I think about his parents all the time, like just in the next town over. What are they thinking? Like, what do we do wrong? Why did our kid turn into this? Like, what could we have done differently? But do you really think it would be because he watched a horror movie that he did that? I don't, I don't know. I would say that it would be more likely that there wasn't like communication about something deeper or some pent up aggression or being bullied at school. I don't know with his case, but that was a lot of the... Yeah, I know. I mean, I know in my logical brain, I guess, that that won't cause that. But I would hate to have any hand of of green lighting any behaviors, you know. But you can't control. This is where the, I get it. I understand. But then, so I talked to a friend of mine who is my good friend. And we talked about this subject. And you specifically. Sorry, but it was just that he had had his 14-year-old nephew over and he was saying he's like well that sounds like you know you're trying to control too much that they're definitely watching these movies you know he's watching them and you're trying to like almost like too tight of a hold where they're going to be doing what they're doing anyway and that might make it more taboo and rebellious anyhow to do it that way so sit him down talk about it and don't make it like a shameful big taboo thing 
I know, I know. I, I know, they're going to find all this stuff. They're going to do all this stuff. I guess I just don't want to serve it up on a silver platter and be like, great, let's all sit down and watch this person get murdered a million different ways. And, and all the older, like, you don't know nowadays. I mean, I get it with the older horror movies that, like, you know, the old Stephen King stuff, like Carrie or whatever. But nowadays, I think, like, sex gets mixed into it, too. And gender stereotyping stuff. I don't want it to be, I don't know. It just feels like it could go so deep, you know? Do you understand that? Like, why gender stereotype? What does that mean? Meaning, like, women are always the victims, right? It's always the sweet little girls going on the date. Is it going to bring up boys to be like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, these are But all the my- thing is you talk about it right you have these conversations and you sit down and treat them more like adults right and you sit and have the conversation about okay well this was dated and we don't treat people like that and this was an old interpretation and oftentimes they're stupid and it's written in a base way and slasher films are kind of dumb and then you could talk about the movie making aspect of it and make it less reality that way and more like this is a story and not real life yeah yeah no i know this all it makes logical sense but i guess my knee-jerk reaction is just to be like no not gonna watch it there's so much else out there let's watch that instead and so i'm just like i'm just staying away from it it just feels like so much work you know like there's so many potential ways it could go wrong well okay so in the case of me growing up in our house we had a nice little insulated bubble, I think. But then the second I was out, I wanted to explore all of that anyway at other people's houses. And just I knew that I couldn't talk to mom or dad or any of them about it. So it was never going to be discussed, but I was still going to do it. So I don't know. Yeah. So now. Well, that's why we're having this talk. I do want to, I don't want to be totally bubbled up forever. I know I need to loosen up. I just don't know how. I don't know what where the line is, too. So let's find out. We we heard our starter movies. I do want to hear what the experts have to say, too, because this is just you and I talking, not saying you don't know. You actually do. You have a great sense of this because you were a kid who would kind of go more to that side of things, and I didn't have that in me necessarily. But we did. We both did. I think that you did, too. You went and watched Exorcist. And- Only because I it was like a group of friends doing it, and I was always hiding behind a pillow and my hands over my eyes and peeking through one little crack, and my eyes were squeezed shut for most of the stuff. I do not like anything scary. Just never have, never will. I don't know. Books are different. Books feel like... But, but nowadays, I don't know if I could even do that because now it messes with my subconscious. Now I wake up in the middle of the night, every night as it is, with how many murders and plane crashes and monsters? I've, every single night, dude, at like 2, 3, 4 in the morning, I wake up with some sort of death yeah. I in my I think there brain. maybe are people that don't take it. I go subconscious too, so I realize, like, especially during the pandemic when I really got to analyze everything that I couldn't watch. Like Mind Hunter, I was able to watch when I was working, when life right. was real busy. It was like, but now I couldn't when, I don't know. It's it does real. something to the brain. It does. It gets in my brain. I start locking my doors and windows and, I, you know, it does get in there. So, yeah. If yeah. you, but maybe some people it doesn't. To my other friends who are more bulletproof and these are just fun to them, mm-hmm. it doesn't. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. I need to get there. All right. So I am looking at uh, Dr. Ann Jacobs, who kind of breaks it down by ages, which is good. So for preschoolers, obviously, um, not to watch a whole lot of movies, they need, you know, just physical comfort distraction when faced with a scary scene. So we can't even tell them this isn't real. They don't even understand that. So just avoid it altogether for preschoolers. Anything scary, scary, I guess. School age children, um, she breaks it down into, they have a little more logic. Uh, they can start to see some scary stuff, probably like Wizard of Oz, right? The flying monkeys, we all were scared of that. But to explain to them how unlikely uh, a scary event would actually happen to them. So they have a little more logic. Uh, then she gets into teenagers. This is when people are starting to say, teens can actually handle more than you think they can. This is when I started to feel like maybe I'm the crazy one. But to watch them with them and encourage analyzation and question, and uh, but then talk about the messages that might be behind them all, you know. So what, what did you find out? I, that was just... I like that. I agree much more with the sitting down and talking to them, like they're more mature adults. Mm -hmm. okay. Anyway, yeah. doesn't matter what I think. Let's move on. It All does right. matter what you think. <laughs> of course it matters what you think. All right, well, still... Okay, now, Wit Honia is an author and father of two boys. He wrote why he thinks it's important for scary, kids to see scary movies. As a parent, I appreciate the opportunity to address such topics in a manufactured and clearly fictionalized environment. Kids need to know what fear feels like, even a, if even for a safe small moment. And I would much rather they first recognize it while holding my hand in, in a quiet theater or living room than someplace lonely and lacking in comparisons, contrast, and overpriced popcorn. <laughs> Experience with fear now will only serve better when they face the real thing. It is one more layer in the protections that we give them, and there is nothing scary about that. So to watch with them, be there with them, hold their hand. They feel comfortable. They feel safe. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So now, does he give any reasons, like, why not to? This is what I want to I want to find an ally, but I don't know if I have any. Yeah, here's an ally. Okay. Uh, Kate Oliver, a licensed clinical social worker, suggests, we don't know who she is, but that there are some ways for parents to decide if their child is ready to watch scary movies. She tells parents to assess whether their child acts younger or older than their actual age. If they act younger, it may be better to let the child wait before watching anything too scary. She also suggests that if your child scares easily, it may be best to hold off on the horror movies. Because mm -hmm. you can't unwatch the movie. This is the thing. I got messed up watching certain movies, you know? You had Jaws when you were little, and that messed you up. But we I was like five. We were accidentally watching that. Although, I don't know, Dad let us watch it. He was there with us. I'm surprised. Dude, I... Ugh. It's probably because he was like, how do I... I can't get rid of these kids, so... Well, no. yeah, our cable got mixed up with our neighbors, and... Oh, that's what it was. We weren't in the theater? We no. saw one in the theater. We but... were at home on Fountainhead, and mm. I remember I was either first or second grade, because that's when we lived there, and I ran upstairs and threw myself on the bed, face down, stomach down, and put pillows over my head, and, you know, just couldn't couldn't handle it. 
And I think you stayed and watched the whole thing, maybe, with, with Dad Probably drooling like the clockwork orange. <laughs> but uh, also, my parents, I remember they were watching The Elephant Man, and they said, you can't come down here. You have to stay up. This is too scary. So what do I do? <laughs> of course, I creep down when they start watching it, and I sat on the top of the stairs and watched the whole movie, and it got to the part where The Elephant Man shows his face. I was like, Brah! <laughs> ran back upstairs and that messed me up for a long time and this was the original elephant man the yeah. black and white yeah yeah so, so disfigurement i know i have a friend whose son gets real wiggy when he sees yeah i couldn't watch i never watched mask because of that really yeah same thing but i do see the value i had to push through it you know granted i was probably 25 at that time but you know there might be a value in talking it out did they ever talk to you about these horror, like jaws or anything not that i remember I because mean, if you talk it through say it's fake the thing is that i was swimming in my friend's pools for the next 10 years thinking a shark was going to attack me yeah weren't we all all the kids of the 70s and 80s weren't we all afraid of the drain at the bottom of the pool and the ocean of course and i think there's an article about why jaws fucked up like really a huge amount of people yeah yeah and now we're all afraid of sharks and so and maybe there's shark something Week. we're all making you know movies and tv now and, and my ex still jokes about me sitting at shark week and he could do i would be so glued to it and he would come up and scare me like he was a shark and i would go <laughs> and he's like what? you're on your couch like how could you <laughs> you're not in the water there's no yeah but anyway <laughs> So maybe that's how much, maybe it's a brain thing of when you get really into the fiction of it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you might have a point that maybe people think they can handle it, but secretly. I mean, I know I need to loosen up and maybe this is the year we try. So we, since we've been talking about Scream so much with W. Earl Brown and they want to see your scene, your big uh, background scene in the video store of the first Scream movie. And that is such a... Uh, a keystone movie for this genre, right? The modern, you know, horror movies. And what's the word you guys use? All you cool kids use very meta because it's a horror movie about horror movies, right? But then, like he was saying, the kids should know what they're referencing. So go watch the Halloween and go watch the Nightmare. Yeah. So I don't know. I think start with Poltergeist. I feel the same. Okay. That that's probably the most benign. Okay. All right, well, this is the year, I guess. Oh, my God. I can't It'll believe it. It'll be fun. It. Oh, I'm scared. Well, we have to go park Charlotte somewhere safe, and then we can watch it with the boys. Right? Tonight's the night. Will you help me? Will yeah. You watch it with us? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. This is exciting. All Happy right. Halloween, everybody. So why don't we have, um, if anyone can write in about what you're doing for Halloween during the quarantine for... I don't know when we're putting this out, but it, it's well, before Halloween. Well, we gotta Halloween. go before Halloween. We gotta quick edit this together, and uh, we'll get yeah. Any opinions? Find us on on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I'll put out all the polls there. And maybe you guys can just reply to the questions in the polls about what is what are you doing with your kids and horror movies? What have you seen? What scared you as a kid? I want I want to know all this stuff. Yeah, I feel I very this. alone over here you guys. Don't don't let me feel alone. She needs some parenting tips. Let's get a parenting poll. All right. Yeah. The mouse this is, is a lot of scaredy cat. Scaredy yeah. cat mouse over here. That's all right. I need to get over my fears. And a very special thank you to our patrons at patreoncom weens. 
These folks have been supporting us for months and we so appreciate it. It gives us the gusto the to, keep, to keep going. Yeah, we really do. Um, we do it for you guys knowing that uh, you see value in us and we see value in you. So thank you so much. If anyone else wants to join us, patreon.com slash mouseandweens and come get all of the good swag and goodies and extras. We put in bloopers, bonus features, extra videos. Before, uh, I already published stuff on episodes that aren't even out yet. So these folks have the the word before it even happens. All right, right, everyone, signing off. Happy Happy Halloween. Halloween. Lowe's has all the top gifts for home this holiday, like Craftsman Tool Storage made in the USA and available in a selection of sizes, starting at $198. And right now, get a special price on a Lenovo Smart Clock with Google Assistant for just $24.99. Shop gifts in-store or from home on our app and Lowe's.com with free shipping on thousands of items or pick up curbside for contactless service. Valid November 22nd through December 31st, U.S. only. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bolin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets, and there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year, and you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to bowlandbranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com today. See site for details. Lowe's has all the top gifts for home this holiday, like Craftsman Tool Storage made in the USA and available in a selection of sizes, starting at $198. And right now, get a special price on a Lenovo Smart Clock with Google Assistant for just $24.99. Shop gifts in-store or from home on our app and Lowe's.com with free shipping on thousands of items or pick up curbside for contactless service. Valid November 22nd through December 31st, U.S. only.